0: no more uh no more gaps no more gaps oh my god thank god and no more silly questions about your teeth aren't done yet <laughs> it's like if they were would i look like this <laughs> exactly
1: Todd, party on Sal. rock on rock on well black, oh, black black welcome welcome <laughs> welcome welcome back podcasters to another episode of the party on john cast uh most excellent podcast dealing with music theology uh what we're drinking and various topics most excellent righteous topics and today's is a righteous topic Mm. in a biblical sense. Yes. So I'm a uh, Reverend Sal San Marco, an uh, ordained teaching elder in the Presbyterian Church USA uh, in the validated ministry of chaplaincy, hospice chaplaincy uh, throughout the northern New Jersey.
0: And I am the Rockin' Reverend Todd Laddick, uh, an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, serving a congregation in Newton, New Jersey. Um, what can I say? It rocks. So that is that is I, and I have a big announcement to make Ooh, for
1: all announcements, of- announcements, announcements. Yeah, Todd's all- got another one, another one, another one. He's got them all the time,
0: <laughs> all the time. And this one's the most, the best announcement for me ever. Uh, those of you who have been listening to this. Uh, you know that I've been missing a couple of teeth. I am no longer missing a couple of teeth. So I'm missing them all now. No, only kidding. Um, so, uh, I got my implants in, so I'm very happy. I don't so have wait, a lisp this time. I'm not have, talking. I was going to say, you won't have a lisp anymore. <laughs> yeah. So this is the, this is the rockin Reverend Todd Vladek. <laughs> Did you say Todd Vladek? <laughs> anyway. Um, so Yeah. Boy, we already get, we already derailed, and we haven't even gotten past the intro. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun ride. Hold, uh, strap in, kids. <laughs> so, so that brings us to our <sighs> Hebrews segment.
1: Hey Todd. Yes. How do you know that God likes beer? How so? Because somebody, probably Paul or Moses, like I said, one episode. Wrote about it, or our friend Ryan, one of us, or them. <laughs> Ryan <clears throat> <clears throat> wrote about it in the Book of
0: Hebrews. Ba-dum-ba-dum. Okay, so um <laughs> all right, we're done with that. We got through it. And uh, by the way, there is a sequel to Hebrews called She-Brews. There. Now we've we've just been inclusive.
1: We have, and there actually, there is actually a kosher beer
0: called Hebrews. Oh, is there? Well, there we mm-hmm. go. That make well yeah. that um so sal who goes first this time
1: um who went first last time
0: i can't remember i can go first okay there we go (laughs)
1: um well uh it's an old standby one of my favorites started me in the craft brew um well not this specific brew but sam adams uh went in the store this afternoon on the way home from work and they saw I saw that they had summer ale mm. and I said oh there is hope that the weather is getting nicer mm. there is always hope so nice sam adams summer ale oh yeah in my sam adams
0: cup that is maybe my- the best news i've heard yet um even though my favorite Sam Adams of all time is Oktoberfest, I would be very pissed off if that was the beer that was out right now because that means we're heading back to fall and winter again. Um, <laughs> but I'm drinking <clears throat> now, strap yourselves in, kids, because this is um, this is some heavy lifting right here. This dwarfs my MacBook, okay? So I am. Having a wonderful – I'm going to have to just give me three seconds here because you can't see it. Well, our listeners can't see it anyway, but for those who are um, listening to this or watching this, watching this is what I'm having right here. It's um, Founders um, CBS. I'm not sure exactly what the CBS stands for, but it is an imperial stout brewed with chocolate and coffee aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels and it is i don't know how big this is this is it's a big bottle (laughs) it's a big bottle that's 11.3 percent alcohol by volume so this is a one and done for the show no seconds for me um got to be responsible and i I love stouts but you got
1: to be careful with those imperials because those imperials are they're heavy high high alcohol they will knock
0: you out they will so um One will be fine for me. I've had I've had I've had worse, but but this uh, this should be should be good. So I'm gonna tell you right now how it tastes. Here we go. Oh wow. Oh wow. That is like (laughs) chocoly uh chocolate. It's It's choccely. And I've only had one sip. It's uh it's it's definitely like like chocolate mocha kind of flavor. Um and it's it's not as dry as a stout typically is, not as bitter. Um it's it's got a sweeter uh sweeter taste to it, uh, probably from the maple bourbon barrel maple syrup bourbon barrels. That's a mouthful. Mm. By the way, maple syrup bourbon barrels. That is. Sounds good though. sounds delicious so um yeah that 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 wow i'm gonna have to do seconds right now Mm. oh god that's good i don't even know if i'm gonna be that's so rich forget the alcohol that flavor is so rich i don't know if i can finish the bottle like we'll see okay
1: you know what's a good a good uh stout is um do claw or D-claw, D claw? Do I think it's Do claw? Uh, Sweet baby Jesus.
0: Oh, you ever he, try that? Yes, I that have. Great stout. <laughs> I mean, I'm clergy, and it says "Sweet baby Jesus." Kind of, kind of, you kind of have to. Um, but this is made by Founders, and Founders just got really quality stuff. Uh, this, this, I am calling a high, a top shelf Imperial Stout because twenty dollars is pretty hefty for for a bottle, a single bottle of of stout. Yeah. Even yeah. even a larger single bottle of stout. This has got to be Oh,
1: I don't know. It'd be at least a 40.
0: Uh, it's it's less than a 40, but it could be it could be a 32. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, it's definitely got to be a 32. I, I wish I had better eyesight to read the very fine print on this to tell you exactly how big it is. But it doesn't matter. It is really good, really tasty. And if you want to throw down $20 to try it sometime and you're of age, go for it. Do it. Of course, if you're not of age, um, get someone else to buy it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> oh, the Methodist did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So that brings us to. Our most, most excellent, excellent music, music segment,
1: um, regular edition. Yeah, there we go. Okay, <laughs> couldn't think on the fly. Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you go first, Todd, since I went first with the... Uh,
0: sounds, drinking? sounds good. I'll do that. Okay, so a little backstory context here. Uh, I'm leading a book study. I'm leading a book study um, on James Cohn's uh, The Cross and the Lynching Tree, mm-hmm. which contrasts and compares The Cross with The Lynching Tree and and poses the question, why have, haven't American... And white theologians across Europe Not um, Not ever put two and two together With the lynching tree and the cross You know we always view the lynching tree as one thing and the cross as the other But the cross was a lynching tree right yep. With the exception that um, The Romans You know The Roman. well yeah no it was a, a mob Arrested Jesus brought him to the Romans The Romans says you go crucify him And of course the Romans carried it out but In essence it was a lynching tree so um so the song uh that he he mentions a song in one of the chapters the uh, fifth chapter i believe um or sixth uh called Black Jesus and that's by Tupac Shakur and, and uh, Tupac Shakur let me say that right and Outlaws um and and so it's called Black Jesus with the last s being a z And so I'm just going to read a little bit of the words and I'll put it up on, in the episode notes for, you know, anyone to listen to, but, um, yeah, here we go. Okay. So searching for black Jesus. Oh yeah. Sport and jewels and shit. You know what I mean? Straight, straight tatted up. No doubt. No doubt. Young Gaddafi in this bitch set off blank. What? And when I say blank, it's the N word. I'm just not going to say it. Um, I, I do my shootings on a knob, praying, for God, praying to God for my squad, stuck in a nightmare, hoping he might care. Though times is hard, up against all odds, I play my cards like I'm jailing sh- shots hitting up my spot. Like midnight trains hailing, got me balling to stacks more green. Um, God ain't trying to be trapped on no block slanging, no rocks like like been like bean pies brainstorm on the beginning wonder how shit like the Quran and the Bible was written. What is religion? God's word, all cur- God's words, all cursed, like crack, uh, shaitan's way of getting us back or just another one of my black Jesus traps. Now he goes on and I'm going to go toward the end of the song. Cause this is, there's a lot of lyrics here. We could be spending the next 15 minutes. Um, but there's some stuff here that he, uh, that, that they uh, rap really, really well. Um, just give me a second here. Okay, yeah, here we are. To this click, I'm dedicated, criminal-oriented, an outlaw-initiated, blazed and faded, made for terror, major league, blank, pray together, bitches in the grave while my real blank play together. Uh. We die clutching glasses filled with liquor, bomb- bombastic. Cremated, uh, last wishes blank. Smoke my ashes. Hi, sigh. Why die wishing, hoping for possibilities? Alma Bon, Why they? Why they copy me sloppily? Cops patrol the projects, hating the people, living in them. I was born an inmate, waiting to escape the prison. Went to church, but don't understand it. They're, they underhanded. God gave me these commandments. The world is scandalous. Blast till they holy high. Baptize they evil minds. Wise, no longer blinded. Watch me shine trick. Which one of y'all want to feel the degrees? Bitches freeze, face in black. Jesus, all hail the pressure. No endeavor can fail. Some missing souls turn to ho- turn to hose when exposed to jail. In times of war, we need somebody raw. Rally the troops like saint, like a saint that we can trust to, to help to carry us through. Black Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says. Uh, Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, some some say someday, somehow, some way we're going to fall and it ain't hard to tell. We dwell in hell, trapped black, scarred and barred, searching for truth when it's hard to find God. I play the pied piper and to this thug life, I'm a lifer. Proceed to turn up the speed just for stripes. My black Jesus walked through this valley with me where we so used to hard times and casualties and it goes on and on and on. But it is basically one Rapping in prayer, like nice. about about life for black people, life, yeah. life for black and brown and impoverished people in the hood. Nice. Yeah. So very Can powerful to, song.
1: going <clears> to <throat> have to listen to that later. And I also I do want to read that book the James mm. Cohn.
0: It's an excellent book, bro. I've
1: heard it's very good. Oh,
0: so good. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and we have an all white class and people's mm-hmm. eyes have just been opened by this book. They've they've really been opened like Good, they sh- they should be. They're sending me things like, "Can you believe this just happened? Can you believe that just happened?" It, it, it just opens your eyes to a reality that most white people don't see.
1: Yep, yep. Which we'll get into later. We will. And uh, a <clears throat> side side track. Uh, we don't you made me think. No, never. Uh, but you mentioned Tupac. and uh, it made me think. Allison and I just watched the other night on Netflix. There's a new. Biggie documentary. Oh yeah, great! Uh, I have a story to tell. Touches on a little bit about the whole beef between Biggie and Tupac, but
0: yeah, because they were close at one point.
1: They were, they were close, and it really the way that it was presented in this documentary is like, why, like, why was this even a thing? Uh,
0: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, and both ended up with the same fate at the end, which is even more like, yep, sad. But it essentially was a street rap battle that turned deadly, yeah. But
1: anyway, yeah. all right, back on the road. Um, so normally I'm doing rap and Todd is doing heavy metal, but we're <laughs> gonna flip it today. And this is this kind of goes along with our discussion. Uh, I'm doing uh, song Indians by Anthrax. Um, I have it in here. Well, it's, well, it's on my desk.
0: You have it in your black room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I have a signed picture from Scotty in in the other room, but uh, I just want to show you what that looked like. I just I have it somewhere around here, somewhere, and, and <laughs> like all I see is Black Lives Matter behind you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to your song. Back to
1: the song. Okay, so Indians, uh, it's obviously about Native Americans in it, but the the theme throughout the song I think applies. Uh, for a lot really what's going on in this country today i won't i won't read all of the lyrics but like the the intro verse is uh, we all see in black and white when it comes to someone else's fight no one ever gets involved apathy can never solve Um, respect is something that you earn our indian brothers get burned original american turned into a second-class citizen Um, love the land and fellow man peace is what we strive to have some folks have none of this hatred and prejudice forced out brave and mighty stolen land they can't fight it hold on to pride and tradition even though they know how much their lives are really missing we are dissing them on reservations a hopeless situation
0: Um, Mm.
1: but yeah so but really that one verse we all see in black and white when it comes to someone else's fight no one ever gets involved. No one. No one. Apathy can never solve. So I think, especially, and it probably comes up in your Bible talk, that you get a lot of when these issues of racial inequality come up, especially nowadays, there's a lot of apathy from, you know, even, you know, white people who consider them allies and supportive. It's.
0: Yeah. You know, and what I'll say about my group is um, they're. Since they've been reading the book, there there hasn't been apathy. In fact, what there has been is a frustration and anger and even a guilt of um the apathy that and, and the ignorance that existed before the eyes were opened. And and when I say ignorance, it's not an insult because like I'm ignorant to many things, you know, like we all are. We we know some stuff and we don't others. Um but but until you know the experience of other people, you're ignorant to them. And, and uh, seeing people's eyes opened and saying, wow, wow, I never, never even gave this a thought, never even knew it was, this was happening. I mean, let's be honest, most of us, because this book deals with lynching, most of us, uh, we don't, we don't think of lynching anything more than like in a movie, right? Where, where, you know, an angry mob's going after somebody who'd done some bad and they string them up in an old Western town and hang them. And we're like, good, they got the bad guy, right? <laughs> like that's the way most people think of lynching. That's not what lynching is. I mean, that is lynching, but that is not what lynching is in the context of what we've done to uh, black and brown people throughout, throughout the centuries. And uh, this book really, really opens up your eyes to what lynching Really is, and what it's really about. It, um, I mean, so.
1: in the westerns, there's a very clear: this is the bad guy, and this is the evil he's per, per, yep. perpetuated. Or, but with lynching, you know, it could have could have been the simple wrong of looking at someone wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they couldn't find the person who'd done wrong, so they blame you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable um, and shocking, and everybody needs to to read it. Uh, another thing uh, that that everybody needs to do right now is... Well, not right now. Finish the episode. But I think one thing that everybody <laughs> needs to do uh, is watch uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday on... on uh, is that Hulu? Prime? I think it's Hulu. Or it's Hulu. It's on Hulu. Yeah. Right. Uh, excellent. Excellent, excellent uh, film that tells the truth about mm-hmm. what the government did to try to stop Billie uh, Holiday from singing the song Strange Fruit. Which yep. is about lynching.
1: Yep. And then when you're, when you're done with that, watch uh, on Netflix the movie 13th, mm. uh, about the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery. Yep. Uh, although if you read the full amendment, the very end of it, it essentially justifies, well, unless you put them in prison.
0: Yes, it so, does. Yes, it does.
1: So uh, henceforth, that's why there is a disproportionate number of black and brown people in prison. Absolutely. We have perpetuated slavery through our prisons, our for-profit prison systems. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And here's another fun fact. There still to this date is no legislation or law passed banning lynching. Mm-hmm. This is 2021 and it still cannot pass in the Congress, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> – I, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. I mean that's like a no-brainer, right? Like lynching is bad for anybody, right? Like why – lynching is not good. Like why haven't we banned that?
1: And honestly with our current current crop of uh, GOP senators, I doubt it will pass anytime soon.
0: Oh, no, no, no. No. Um, unfortunately, it will not. Um, and to be fair, it hasn't, hasn't gotten full democratic support either. I, I just cannot – I mean I'm sure today it probably would. But the last, you know, it, it hasn't passed. You know, Democrats have been in power before and it didn't pass then and Republicans have been in power and it didn't pass then. So, I mean, I, I just don't I don't I don't even know what to say to that.
1: There's a few Democrats that are Democrats in name only.
0: Yeah, they're like dinos instead of rhinos. Yep. <laughs> Either way, they're they're a big pain, whether it's a dino stomping on you or a rhino. Right. Yep. <laughs> um yeah so uh where were we your song
1: well we 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 did
0: we just did that kind of
1: got in kind of went right into the topic so
0: perfect so that (laughs) that has already brought us to the blessed resistance a discussion on racism anti-racism and uh well those two things yeah Uh, And and also especially uh, focusing uh, as of late on um, Asian – racism directed towards Asians. Um,
1: Which is not a new thing in this country either.
0: No, no, no. no. Uh,
1: It's about as old if – just as old if not – well, not as old as slavery. Right. But it's been around in this country since – the 1800s.
0: Yeah, since the 1800s, since the building of the railroads.
1: Yep, yeah, mid middle of the century. Uh, in fact, we had a one of our one of our biggest immigration laws passed was the Chinese Exclusion Act, when uh, ironically, right around the time that they were building the railroad, um, that specifically uh, targeted folks from uh, China. Uh, Chinese were seen as, uh, you know, opiate addicts and
0: opium addicts and, you know, sly and... A.K.A., we want you to come here and work for next to nothing, um, but we don't want you to stay. Yeah, don't stay. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um,
1: Then, of course, you have the history of uh, internment camps in World War II with our Japanese uh, brothers and sisters and, you know, Still have survivors of that living. George yeah. Takei is one of them.
0: Discrimination against Indian Americans, particularly Sikhs. Um, mm-hmm. after, after 9-11. 9/11. Yep. yep. A lot of Sikhs
1: were attacked simply because he has a turban on. Let's
0: beat him. He must be Muslim. And, of course, Muslims don't wear turbans, nope. which just goes to show the ignorance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. literally because you're brown. Yep. Yep. You're brown, so you must be Muslim.
1: Brown or yellow. Or yellow.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Yep. So.
1: So if you don't know kind of why we're talking about it, you may have heard. uh, Well, it's been there's been an uptick definitely since COVID. uh, Yeah. Since a certain Cheeto colored president was in office.
0: And Are you he, making fun of his fake skin color?
1: I am. <laughs> Ironically, the person who has hatred for black people has the has the nastiest yellow tint to him, or orange. Tint orange them. Sorry,
0: yeah.
1: orange. Yeah, I'm color, colorblind sometimes. Um, but ever since a uh, uh, former president insisted on calling it the Chinese flu, the China flu, uh, which unfortunately a colleague of ours, so Todd and I. Um, Perpetuates that, um, yeah, shitty uh, name. But because of that, <clears throat> certainly over the last year, there's been a rise in uh, attacks against uh, Asian Americans. Uh, but there's also been an uptick recently in the last couple months. Um, you know, here in New York City, uh, elderly Asians being knocked over, attacked. Um, yeah, they target elderly because easy targets um i just saw a post on facebook from a social worker i used to work with who's asian and you know he he was
0: confronted on the street simply walking down the street um in houston i believe it was houston or san antonio I, i keep forgetting which one it was but there was a noodle shop owned by an asian american who uh they had just opened up because, you know, Texas, you know, it's all hoax. We can just go back to 100 um, percent. Anyway, uh, they opened up. They had a good business the first day and they came back the next day and graffitied all over the building was China flu. Go back or uh, Kung flu. Go back to China. Um, and then, of course, what happened in Atlanta? I was going to say, oh, well, that's just graffiti,
1: but it ultimately leads to things like in Atlanta where a uh, young man goes into spas and kills eight people, six of whom were uh, Asian-American
0: Asian women. All of whom were women. <laughs> <The> women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of whom were women and six of them Asian. <laughs> right. Well, there was one one male killed. There was a couple. Oh, was there? OK.
1: I heard on, I heard on NPR, uh, the sister of the one, there was a couple They just—they were engaged or recently married. They had a 10-month-old baby. And then she had a 13-year-old from a previous relationship. Mm -hmm. But a 10-year-old baby. And they simply went out because they needed a date night. And they went for a couple's massage. And happened to be in the wrong parlor at the wrong time. And now a 10-month-old and a 13-year-old have no parents. Um, So there was a, a male there, but... Six women, seven women, six of whom were Asian. Um, you now, what's been reported is that this young gentleman who apparently was raised in a Southern Baptist church, and we know oh, they did, they don't the have of theology, right? Oh, yeah, deepest of theologies. They give <laughs> those are where all the Theo and Reform bros come from. Um, but they have a very negative sexual ethic. Yes, they do. Um, often yes uh, sex is a sin but it's not your fault it's the woman's fault always essentially. always always the woman's fault uh, so this young man apparently claimed to have a sex addiction I think what probably happened is he had given into his addiction and gone to these parlors and you know as is often unfortunately with Asian massage parlors there's um, human trafficking and um, some stuff that's not above board. He probably went there.
0: Uh, I don't know if that's just Asian, that, but that is a case for massage parlors. Yes, for massage parlors, at least. Yeah.
1: Um, went there to, to fulfill his addiction, and uh, went back to church, and said and felt ashamed, and said, "I have to get rid of the temptation." And so, the best way to get rid of the temptation, obviously, is to kill the people.
0: Yeah, yeah, kill the people that. Didn't ask you to come in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Jeez. Um, and and you think well, but that's just down in the south in Atlanta. Oh, but don't forget the 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 Chi- uh, I don't know if he was Chinese, but the Asian man on the subway train in New York City who was getting yelled at and someone was spraying him down with uh, with a, um, Lysol, uh, you know, because he had the virus.
1: Mm-hmm. There's been a couple of Asian Americans pushed on the tracks too in New York.
0: Yep, yep. So this isn't this isn't just a down south kind of thing. No. Yeah. So mm. <sighs> you know, and and um and then you know that's compounded by what's going on in our political system, you know, where all of these conservative uh governors uh in states where trump lost that they thought should have won uh they're now trying to put into law all of these restrictive measures that basically take people's they they restrict people's rights to vote and it's not going to be my right to vote or sal's right to vote it's going to be black brown um maybe some impoverished white people but mostly black brown uh uh people for sure Asians probably, probably too, depending on their situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, racism yep. looks a little different toward ra- toward Asians than it does toward black and brown people because of circumstantial differences. But it, racism is racism is racism. So,
1: yep. Um. <clears throat> with, I think with Asians, Americans, and just from, uh, I have a friend who's Korean, and I think it's um, a lot of the discrimination that's, put towards asians is more of the uh you know the perfect you're you're the perfect asian yeah. um the stereotype of well you're the smart well-educated me. Um,
0: yep yeah yeah and and you know just like any group of people no one fits into any perfect category i mean we're all across the board um yeah. this, you know um yeah, so so, I mean, it, it just leaves you speechless. It really it leaves you speechless because, you know, here we are in 2021, um, and many of us grew up with blinders on. Uh, I did particularly because um, Sal Sal probably had some collective memory in his family of being discriminated against as an Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, I, on the other hand, my family has been here at least on my dad's side since the Revolutionary War, so I'm, you know, I'm sure there was some discrimination at some point. And my family does have a lot of German in it. And during World War II, that you know that didn't go over well. But, but mostly my family ha- has not experienced the kind of discrimination that other ethnicities have. And so you grow up with blinders on and you learn about Martin – you know, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You learn about, um, you know, uh, Rosa Parks. You learn about all, all of these, all of these uh, freedom fighters and, and, uh, and um, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter folks and, and the struggle for equality. And you, and you thought like growing up like, oh – racist past of america is behind us and while there's some racism out there we're we're moving forward and it's getting better and it's great well for who (laughs) because because tell tell somebody living in in the slums that their life is getting better yep it's always gotten
1: better for the white people (laughs) right
0: right right. yeah yeah Um,
1: i mean with with my family yeah i'm on on my mom's side there's it's dutch and english so you know the dutch the english side came over on the mayflower so um and they were in the majority in the states i mean yes technically they were fleeing religious persecution uh but right.
0: they were well lied. every people has persecution somewhere yeah. in their past right yeah. right yeah. um and yet but you know a dutch
1: and a, a white and an english person can Deal pretty good, in uh, mostly white society. Um, Collective memory on my dad's side, um, and my 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 family history is a direct result of the uh, discrimination against Italians in the early 1900s. When my great great grandparents came over from from Italy, Uh, uh, we we think that grandpa probably great grandpa probably. Um, Well, there's two theories. He was either in the mob. (laughs) That's one theory. Um, But most likely what happened is he came over and couldn't find a job and uh, was swallowed up by alcoholism and basically abandoned the family. Because he abandoned the family, my great-great-grandmother, who could not speak English, uh, could not raise three boys in 19. the early 19 teens, and hence had to turn them over to an orphanage, which was common for Italian Americans. A lot of Italian Americans' history was lost in, in orphanages. Um, uh, ours was nearly lost because they changed my, our family name. They literally, my grandfather's birth certificate has a different name than our name now. They changed the spelling. So, so yeah, I've i our family history has a collective memory of discrimination, Um, but on the other side, I can I can empathize with especially with the Asian Americans because as a kid, uh, you know, Dad's company said Houston or Japan, and my dad said Japan because he didn't want to deal with the summers in Houston. So, uh, my sister and I got to grow up in Japan for five years, and. I can remember as a six and seven year old kid in the play yard, getting rocks thrown at me because I was a stupid gaijin. I was a I was a foreigner, an American, you know. And that and that was because of the collective history of the Japanese of what the Americans did to the Japanese in World War II. Um, so you know, I remember having my my knee gashed open with rocks because I had little Japanese kids throwing rocks at me and calling me names.
0: Right. Right. Unbelievable. And and that's just and that's, a result, that's a result of the people suffering at the at the hands of governments, right? Like yeah. Japanese per- bombed Pearl Harbor, so we retaliated and and three up them with the nu- nuke bomb. Yeah,
1: yeah and I'm yeah. not trying to say that I know I I know exactly what oh Asian no Americans are going through, but
0: No, but you can you, empathize. You can empathize, right. 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 Because even then uh, you were privileged enough to get out of that situation and have a, you know, live a privileged life as a now a white person. Of course, you know, a few decades yeah. earlier you wouldn't have been a white person, or several decades, I guess. But um, but now Italian Americans are white, right? Like they yep. they come in, they're in the melting pot. Irish are white, uh, Germans are white. You know, <laughs> there's a uh, whiteness is is an interesting topic. All. In and of itself, because um, it really is socially taught. Mm -hmm. It's a social. It's a social construct, you know. White and black, Um, and 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 uh, white people, you know, we you know we we label ourselves something that we're not really right. Like, and and I always find this funny too. Here's a here's a funny thing, right? Like, white people love their privilege of being white. But they're constantly on the beach trying to make themselves more brown. <laughs> Isn't there irony there? I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: well, it's not like we elected one of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's not, a, well, he may be on the beach. I don't know, but he, he uses bronzer for sure. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, the reason why we're calling this the Blessed Resistance is because um, Sal and I are are, in, are engaged um, in resisting and in leading others to resist racism, stereotyping, bigotry, uh, privilege. Now, the thing about privilege, and this is an interesting uh, topic, people hate that word privilege, especially white privilege, because white people hear it and they think, what are you saying? I was born on a – I was raised on a silver spoon. My parents worked hard for everything they have. I've worked hard for everything I have. I, I just make ends meet. I'm not privileged. Oh, but yes, you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you, you may not be privileged in terms of your finances. You know, you may not be privileged in terms of getting everything for free. Nobody is, but, uh, or most people aren't. But you are privileged in that you can go into a store without people automatically suspecting you're a thug you can you're you're privileged in that you don't ever have to worry about somebody asking you for your license to prove that you're an american citizen when voting you you're privileged in that you don't ever have to tell your children to make sure you say yes sir no sir and put your hands on the wheel and don't move them because you might get shot (laughs) Mm -hmm. because even if you do act up as a white person the most that's going to happen to you is you get arrested How many white people do you hear getting shot for talking back to the police officers?
1: Right.
0: How many black people do you hear? And then what's the common white person response to that? Well, they should have done what the police officer told them. That's that apathy we're talking about, that lack of caring, that what isn't happening to us is happening to other people disproportionately, and it should not.
1: And that's the privilege because you know damn well that as a white person, if you mouthed off to the cop – you're not getting pulled out of that car. You might get an attitude from the cop, but you are not getting pulled out of that car.
0: You'll get an attitude, and if you're and resisting you are, the cop enough, you'll get arrested.
1: And you damn won't get won't get a gun pulled on you.
0: No. Nope.
1: <clears throat> you'll get arrested peacefully.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um,
1: um, yeah. And that's – yeah. I mean, you, Todd, you and I have had fo- conversations with folks – you know in Texas county this that very conversation well i'm you know i'm a working class low income white person and they are how <laughs> yeah. how am i any more privileged than a than a black person and i want, sometimes i want to just say because you're white <laughs> right
0: right
1: right i mean histori- historically that that <clears throat> i mean that's part of systematic racism is that um <clears throat> those in power the white folks in power the the rich Upper class whites would would use that tactic specifically for impoverished black people. They didn't try to improve the life of the impoverished white people. They simply said, "Look at the black eye, and you are better than them simply because
0: you are white." Right. Right. <clears throat> and 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 oh, look at you're struggling too. Why do they get to get free stuff and you don't? Yeah. You know you like don't. that sort of yeah. yeah. You should
1: um, you should thank God that you're not black like they are.
0: <laughs> I've heard that actually. I've heard people say, you know, you should just imagine what it would be like if you were born that way. And I'm like, what <laughs> w- what way? <laughs> what way? <laughs> oh, you mean that, bor- born black? <laughs> and, that,
1: and that's exactly it. that's another privilege. You were born white. You don't have to worry about being born black because you was because of simple genetics and. Um, the
0: blessing of God and random chance you were born white. Here's another one that I heard. I, uh, I have a pretty sometimes charismatic way of preaching. Um, Not overly charismatic, but I I like to say amen, you know, a few few times. Amen. Got it. Amen. Amen. Um, (laughs) And somebody came up to me and said, you say amen too much. You need to stop. And I'm like, why do I need to stop? Because we're not one of those churches. And I'm like, one of what churches? Who, who, who are you referring to? <laughs> you know, like, who, who Like who are they? <laughs> and okay. we, we white people love to do that. They, them, those, others. Um, and, you know, then us, of course, the rest of us. <laughs> so, and that all stems from privilege. And, and what, what the person was basically saying is, oh, we're not a black church. Don't you do yeah, that. Don't exactly. you bring that here exactly so I said amen another hundred more times and which uh, is
1: which is <laughs> ironic because they had a korean pastor before you
0: yes yes yeah um, but,
1: I, but I'm sure they had those conversations with the korean pastor and said don't do that we don't do that here
0: oh I, I wouldn't doubt that that I wouldn't doubt that that happened and um you know she uh no doubt had no doubt has probably had to endure that her whole her whole career you know yep. I, I don't know that my preaching style is her preaching style, but that has, I'm sure that's been encountered somewhere along the lines. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, the reality is, is that privilege is real. Mm-hmm. Racism is thriving in this country, folks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not just a few extremes. It's thriving. The And this is what I, this is the conversation I had with my class. The reality is, It's not – if it were just the radical extreme minority of white KKK folks we were talking about, that could be dealt with, right? That wouldn't be affecting many people's lives. It would be affecting some, but it wouldn't be affecting many people's lives. What makes racism so deadly and so damning is that it is built into the very constitution and the very laws of our country. And you'll go, but, 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 it says that all men are created equal – yeah, all men – First Men. off, <laughs> women were eventually uh, counted in that, but oh. but believe it or not, the Constitution also tells you how much you can count, uh, how many how many uh, African American slaves count as one person. Three fifths. Three fifths. Yep. Yep. Which so, is then how we
1: got the Electoral College. Yep. Yep. To bolster, to give the slave states an equal opportunity. Yep. Um. Then, like I said, the 13th Amendment, you have the prison system built into that systematically. The prison system disproportionately uh, uh, incarcerates um, and the judicial and system, black yep. and brown. Yep. Um, it's built into housing markets, it's built into financial uh, institutions, it's, right. it's built into every institution. Um, oh, you know, and then that, and you see that, you know, I had, I got, Involved in a discussion online <clears throat> over the Atlanta shootings, like, you know, this was about sex. It wasn't about race. It's like, well, then why were six of the victims Asian? <laughs> um, it, but then it gets, it gets, and then the person's like, well, everything's about race nowadays. Like, like, well, yeah, well, this country disproportionately is built on the history of enslaving people and then – putting roadblocks in place to keep them, oh yeah, they're free now, but we're going to put roadblocks in place to keep them
0: suppressed. Right. And, and let's be honest. It is about race. It is about race. When a white person goes into a... Foreign-owned, so to speak. And I even hate saying that because uh, that, again, foreign-owned. No, they live in America, so they're actually local, right? But but when when a white person walks into a person of color's establishment, a, an immigrant person of color's establishment, and shoots them dead, mm-hmm. you cannot unread racism. Yeah. You cannot unread ra- racism. Just like... If um ju- just like you know like if if uh somebody goes and kills uh uh women because he's been hurt by other women you can't unread sexism in that you you mm-hmm. you, you can say well no it's about bad relationships no it's no it's sexism no
1: yeah it's well and it's <clears throat> unfortunately that <clears throat> systemic racism comes out in how these <clears throat> crimes are reported um we often see you know even with our fair and balanced news channels <coughs> uh Fox News
0: um I like how you pluralized that <laughs>
1: um but like just look at like nine after 911 you know every Muslim American was lumped into the group as terrorists um after a you know minority uh, crime, that minority is always lumped into that... Yeah. category and yet when it's a young white male walks into a massage parlor and kills six people it's like oh well he had he had mental health issues right let's let's not rush to judgment right and yet right. with it when
0: it's a black and brown person oh we we rushed to judgment say he was a terrorist or he's a thug there was a black person i forget what city happened this is exactly the point you're making there was a black person who had a mental health issue was go, flying off the handle, and his family called the police to get him help.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he ended up with a bag over his head and suffocated to death. <laughs> that would have never happened to a white person, ever. No. Nope. Ever. Never. And now that family has to live with the fact that they called, that that they, they were responsible for, for their son's death. Yeah. Yep. Even though they're, they're really not. But but they're that's what people. you live with. I mean, you yes. live with that that guilt yep. and that shame. And the anger that comes with it. <laughs> yep. So, uh, Sal, um, I think like this is a good point where we can start talking about why we're calling this episode the Blessed Resistance. What it means to be uh, an anti-racist, and um, and what that's all about. So, yep. so um, there's an there's it's kind of a newer term, anti-racist. Um, that really has come out of the Black Lives Matter era, but but really it is at its basis exactly at its base exactly what it sounds like, which is being against racism. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in word though, not just saying, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm not racist. I don't like racist things. I I, I love all people. I'm colorblind." That's not anti-racist. That's privilege. That's right? White people get to sit in their privilege. Uh, yeah, I'm colorblind, and then. That's right, being racist.: I'll tell you, when I, when I did in this class, this book study, uh, every week I'm showing like we're, we talked about Emmett Till, and I didn't let them just read about Emmett Till. I said, "I'm going to warn you, I'm going to show you a picture that's really disturbing, but I, wanna, I want you to see what, what lynching did, what racism did to this 14-year-old boy, who, by the way, wasn't guilty for what he was lynched for, And I showed the picture. Um, we 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 listened to "Strange Fruit," which also had pictures of of lynched people and thousands of white people with their kids and their their daughters and sons yeah. taking pictures. pictures and smiling. After it was a come after church, we're going to lynch somebody, right? Yep. And then you know, so so for white people to say, "Oh, I'm not racist," um, and I don't, I like all people and I'm colorblind, That is using your privilege to basically. Stay no. apathetic and do nothing.
1: Not deal with it.
0: Right, and 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 it's not the black person's uh, it's not the black person's uh, obligation to cure racism, and we do that too, right? Barack Obama became president. He should have cured racism, no, but he made it worse. Well, no, he didn't make it worse. Racism reacted to his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the black person's job to to right the white person's wrong. <laughs> It's the white person's job to what to right the white person's wrong. That's how confession and repentance work, right? Yeah. You confess your sins, you repent, which means you do a U-turn, and you head back in the right direction and start to do things righteously.
1: Right. It, <laughs> it is never the responsibility of the oppressed person to, to right the wrong against them. That is the responsibility of those in power. Right, right. After repentance and forgiveness.
0: Yeah. Uh, oppression, it cannot be righted by the... By by the oppressed, it can only be righted by the oppressor, um, and you know I I just so anti racism then is people anti to be an anti racist you not only have to intentionally educate yourself and self-reflect. on reflect in self reflect you have to you have to acknowledge the first step is you have to acknowledge. That there is a part of you that is racist. I'm not saying the whole you is racist. That you know you walk around spiting all people of color. That's that's not what that is. What what it is is acknowledging that we grew up in white culture, and we were taught things that may or may not be insensitive to people of color. And we hold those biases and those those comments and those phrases and those thoughts in our head, not even realizing it. We're ignorant to it until we aren't. And once we aren't, you. You repent of that. You say, I acknowledge that I have racial biases in me and that sometimes since some things I say and some things I do have been racist. Yep. And once you acknowledge that, the next thing you do is you educate yourself on what racism is and how it affects people of color. And you don't do that by look, looking and talking at other white people, but by – getting to know people of color, reading books and literature uh, from from people of color. If you're a Christian, studying theology from black theologians and, and uh, Hispanic theologians and other people, you know, getting a, a wide view. It doesn't mean it's going to wholly change what you b- believe or grew up believing, but it's going to enrich it.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially theologies from <clears throat> historically groups that were, you know, colonized and brought into the religion mm-hmm. sometimes by force yep. to, to know their their perspective it makes it richer i mean uh i caught myself you know <clears throat> went to get went for an eye exam last week and getting off the highway this little car veers into the exit lane and stops in the middle of the exit and i'm laying on my horn and he backs up and he pulls over to the side of the road and <clears throat> I passed by and it's a, a black guy, and I said, "Oh, he must be high." I'm like, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that was pretty racist of me." Yeah. You know, so I said sorry. You know, I did a little prayer and said, you know, right. asked forgiveness for it. But I mean, that's what that's what acknowledging your privilege is, is to <clears throat> to know that I just made an assumption about this driver because of the color of his skin.
0: Right, like, had it been a white guy, that might not have been what you thought. Yeah, um, I would have just said he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which is, by the way, New Jersey for hello. <laughs> hello. Um, no, no, right, and, and we all do that. We all do that. Yeah. Um, the, there are things uh, that I've said and done without without ever thinking what they actually were until I did, and then I felt shame for, for doing those things uh, or saying those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh and there are times where, where, you know, most of the time we're not into, most people are not intentionally going out to hurt other people, you know, yeah. but what they don't realize because of a lack of self-reflection and a lack of experience and knowledge and understanding, we oftentimes do things without realizing it that are hurtful to others, mm-hmm. that just For simply are. Yep. Yep and so so the anti racist educates him or herself on on that and then begins to look for ways to help people in communities of color not help like white people helping the black people because they need the white people's help not that kind yeah, of help we're not
1: we're not saying people
0: <laughs> you know we're not
1: this is often a often a critique of Hollywood movies. We're not asking people to be the white savior,
0: and you know, look, which, I'm which is racist, racist like, in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. But to but to 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 broaden your 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 friend group, to broaden to work toward uh, to being more inclusive at your church, to work against things that are racist in your community, to take yep. a stand and be publicly known for not. Permitting being permissive of this type of stuff, um, I I was just recently asked because I'm known to be <laughs> anti-racist and um, socially more more progressive. Um, I, I hate that word because I'm not progressive all the way around, but I am socially much more progressive than uh, some other uh, theologians, Christians out there. Um, but. And Sal is, too. We, we we're both from like more progressive mainline denominations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just how progressive our denominations are depends on what issue, right? <laughs> like, exactly. But um, but I'm known in the community for for taking stands against racism, and and so I got asked to jo- to go to uh, the the county commissioners meetings. And by the way, up until this past year, county commissioners were called county freeholders. Which referred to white people who owned land who could be in power, and those who didn't own land couldn't. <laughs> so that was a racist term that, up until twenty twenty, uh, was being used. Um, so I went to the commissioners' meeting, and there was a there was a um, there was a petition or a resolution that that was being asked for them to embrace and make it the the commissioners' uh, uh, resolution on hate, denouncing hate. Uh, Particular, you know, particularly in the context of 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 race and color, you know, and instead what they did was talked about the hate of Muslims who came and bom- you know attacked nine eleven and the hate of people who don't like conservatives and the hate it was like everything but anti racist, <laughs> you know, like they talked about hate. I mean, it, it, it probably didn't probably to most people didn't seem as racist as I just made it sound. But if you really understand what they were saying, that's what it was. It was they couldn't come out and say, yes, we condone hate, period. They had to qualify what hate they don't condone.
1: We don't condone their their hatred, but our hatred we condone. Right.
0: No, we're, we're not hateful. It's them.
1: And, right. <laughs> and didn't, didn't – like there was – I read about that. There was a big kerfuffle and it, it ended up – that resolution it didn't get passed, but they passed a resolution of
0: uh, – Endorsing kindness or something? Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, I'd have to go and look if I can find the resolution as as it was adopted. Uh, the The resolution the freeholders adopted was not the resolution that was proposed. And and all I can tell you without going into any um, information I can't disseminate here. Uh, there 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 will be future debates on this <laughs> you know there, there there will be um because because we live where i live you know most people think of new jersey as a very diverse state highly densely populated it is in certain parts but not the part i live in the part I live in is the part I live in is more like uh Iowa than it is than it is New York you know like we, we live in a very cow pasture farm white well, yeah. privileged land and the yeah. I live in the county
1: next to Todd which is Passaic and Passaic um is a very very diverse county. <laughs> In parts south of, of South of Wayne, <laughs> right? Right, uh, the southern part of it, like because you have the city of Patterson and the city of Passaic yeah. and the city of Clifton, very diverse. Uh, but where I am in the county, the northern, like New York border,
0: it's Sussex is, County, basically, it's
1: just like Sussex
0: County. You know, yeah, very that's not to say that there aren't people in Sussex County with my views. In fact, there's a growing number of people mm. in Sussex County with my views. But the people who tend to get elected into power, and that's what we're really talking about. We're not talking about the average person, because most of the people who live in our counties are, are nice, good, decent, hardworking people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people who get elected in power tend to be the Trump esque. Uh, oh, did I say his name?
1: I'm no. trying the not che- to. The Cheeto.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, the Cheeto. The Cheetos, uh, or the Cheetah, because that would work too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that kind of persuasion of conservative, which isn't really conservative, it's just racist. Mm-hmm. You know, when you really look at the agenda of the last four years, that wasn't a conservative agenda. That was a no. racist agenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not conservative at all. Um, now, some people may not have seen it that way and some people may have well, supported it, not knowing that they were being r- racist in supporting it, but
1: and the and you the and the, pro, and the problem is at least in the last 4 years because I experienced this with the the population that I served in Sussex County mm-hmm. of elderly folks uh, a lot of the racism was masked as nationalism Uh, It's not
0: about black people. It's about our (laughs) country. It's about our country Country first.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I uh, verbatim heard one resident who was a retired judge say, well, what's wrong with nationalism? We care about our country Mm. Um, at the expense of black people.
0: Yeah. We care for our Uh, white country. Our white country. Right. Um, It's the unsaid word that counts, but it it exists in between the words. (laughs) It's the implied
1: between the words. Yeah. Um, And that's – I think that's the problem, especially nowadays with social media is that people don't – can't read the implied context between the words because when Trump gets up and says, I love – look at my African-American or (laughs) – you know, says America first. Yeah, there he is. There's my African American. I love yeah. him.
0: <laughs> or uh,
1: make America great again. Well, when's he talking about when America was great? Yeah. Fifty years
0: ago, when and for who was were... it? And for who was it great? And when, for who was it great? Yeah, when has America ever been great for Black people? Exactly. So people don't understand.
1: Well, people are ignorant to history. They're ignorant to context. Um, like this very thing behind me, Black Lives Matter. Uh, I've been told personally on social media that I am a heretic. <coughs> excuse me, a heretic, and I and I support sinful theology because I support critical race theory.
0: You're a heretic because the the doctrine of non critical race theory been preached, <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. I hate when people call you a heretic. And yet you're not breaking any doctrine because yeah, <laughs> that's the only way you're a heretic mm-hmm. <laughs> is that's if you're a heretic. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not God. denying the divinity of Christ. I'm not dividing,
1: you know, denying the Trinity. I'm not, you know, I'm not in preaching fact, modalism. I'm in preaching.
0: Fact, right. And in fact, your refusal to, to, uh, to educate yourself in critical race theory, and your refusal to support Black Lives Matter, and your refusal to see racism in this country, is actually an affront to all Christian doctrines. Exactly, <laughs> and I'll say that right now.
1: But I, I will tell you that the people that gave me this pushback were from a denomination that was founded on
0: racism. Oh, gee, hmm. the Southern Baptist Convention. I say which de- which which, which, <laughs> which denomination could that be? Oh. Uh, you know, by the way, this is a total aside, but Beth Moore left oh, yeah. the SBC, and I, I the SBC. It's I feel sad that, for her because I know that's her her home spiritually, but yeah. I'm proud of her. I think that will
1: do a lot to change. Yeah. The SBC. I think it's it spurred a lot of women within the SBC to be like, oh, we have a voice.
0: Um, yep. And now we don't. And now we don't. So. Yep. Uh, and women. She was a her- she was a heretic because she didn't have a penis between her legs, right? Which is another doctrine in Christianity. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's in the Apostles' Creed, right? Yep. Right. Paul after. wrote about that, didn't he? Yeah, Paul wrote about that in the book of uh, uh, he, he blows <laughs> 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 that that lost uh, book of uh, oh god uh, it's it just it just kills me how we're not only ignorant. On race we're ignorant on our own faith we're ignorant on our own religion we're ignorant on just about everything
1: right in the last 200 years or so since the rise of evangelism evangelicalism
0: yeah i
1: think (laughs) um the problem is that a lot of this innate racism and um, systematic racism that's within our own church has become dogma and so Folks like the SBC, when they say, "Oh, you you're a heretic because you support Black Lives Matter," are not saying that because it breaks actual Christian theology and orthodoxy. They're saying it because it breaks with their set racial racist beliefs uh, beliefs in history, yeah. which have yeah. which have been codified as their dogma.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's their there's that's their dogma, um, and and you are you are going against. Everything that they ever they ever believed about Jesus, well, here's news for you: your beliefs were wrong. That's right. <laughs> your, your beliefs were one big giant golden trump. I mean, idol. <laughs> I, I have a. I don't have it here to show, but I have. I can
1: send a picture of it. There's a book called The Faces of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's available if you go to the modern, the MoMA uh, Museum of Modern Art in okay. New York City. Faces Jesus, and so it's about all of the. I bought it at the Cloisters. It's all it's Jesus' face throughout art. Um, so of course, there's a lot of Renaissance and medieval art and Western European art, but then there's also
0: African art and Asian art. Um, and I love it see, all. See, like I, yeah, I, 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 I don't I have nothing wrong with seeing Jesus in Renaissance as a white dude. Any more than I have something wrong with seeing Jesus as an Indian guru, yeah, you know, like like some of I, the
1: bring it on. Some of the most beautiful uh, portrayals of Jesus are as a Native American or as Korean, or um, which makes me think of uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Hey, Korean Jesus ain't good time for you. Get to work. <laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean and this was a big discussion when I went to seminary, like the face of Jesus, like every culture is going to put Jesus in their culture. Um, You know, historically the Jesus seminar will tell you that yes, Jesus was a, you know, Jewish Palestinian, which historically he was, but also on the flip side, Jesus is a Korean. He's Italian. He's German. He's, you know, Somalian.
0: So there's history and then there's faith. Yep. You know, there's history and then there's God as God relates to you and as yep. you relate to God. Yep. And that's why I don't – there are some people who are down on white Jesus. I'm not down on white Jesus. I just want to see more diversity. I want to see more Jesus diversity. I, You know, you, I have some – there are some paintings of white Jesus that I that I absolutely love and cherish and would hate to see go away. But I also love black Jesus. <laughs> I just said black Jesus, which was a song I talked about earlier. Uh, I, I love I love black Jesus. I love Indian Jesus. I love Korean Jesus. You know, uh you know, Jesus let's face it, no one knows what Jesus looked like. You mm-hmm. know that he was a Palestinian Jew. That's it.
1: Yep. They have Palestinian, Palestinian
0: as in the old Palestine, not yep. not Palestinian as in the water. yeah.
1: Well, and yes, they can say, historically, they can say, well, this is a model of what he would have looked like. Yes, he would have looked like that. But needless to say, we didn't have iPhones 2,000 years ago, so we, nobody took a picture of them.
0: It would be an interesting to see a Jesus selfie, if that ever surfaces.
1: Yep, that would be... <laughs> well, there's the, sh- the Shroud of Turin. That's the closest <laughs> we're going to get is the Shroud of Turin. Holy me, I look good. <laughs> 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 you know, and I... You know, I, I, as an Italian, take comfort that Jesus probably looked olive in comp- complexion like I do. Yeah, but yeah. But that's me as an Italian. Me as a Dutch person says, well, I would love to, I would imagine him as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, you know, Dutch
0: yeah. dude. Yeah, Jesus would have been more like your Italian roots than your Dutch roots, um, but even probably a little darker than Italian. Yeah. just because of where where the where the uh, where their, you know where judea was compared to italy but but that basic complexion and um, and of course somebody who worships jesus in india or worships jesus in africa they're going to see jesus as they see themselves i mean that's that's the beauty of god right that, i had a jewish professor tell me that we were we were made in the image of an imageless god and because God has no image, our minds fill in the blank, right? And that's why artists create what they see, and they see what they know. Yeah. Um, that's how we ended up with white Jesus. Uh, what's sad is when racism and bigotry and ignorance says this is the only image Jesus can be because it's the right one. Well, no, it's not. It's the white one. It's not the right one.
1: <laughs> Which is where Calvin got it right. Took all the icons out of the church.
0: Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is where wesley got it right and he didn't take all the beautiful (laughs) icons out of the church
1: we are we are made in the image of god which means every single one of us white black brown or you know yellow and i i apologize if yellow is an offensive term but
0: red and yellow black and white yeah
1: (laughs) yep if, if I, as a white person, am made in the image of God, so is the black person, so is the brown person, so is the Asian person. Right, right. Um,
0: yeah, I never understood that whole yellow thing either because Asians have a very fair complexion. Well, some of them. South Asians have a darker complexion. Um, you know, more southern – the more south you go, the darker complexion because guess what? The sun hits your skin and you get tan. It's, it's kind of called melanin. Yeah. Yeah anyway um but I, I never understood white because i've never i mean unless you're albino like you're not white and I, i've never understood yellow black and brown makes sense um but but yeah i no and one will take it everyone who listens to this episode i, I think will take it in context
1: yep and speaking of, of race i heard a report on npr today that did it uh was it Nigeria? One of the African, Northern African countries that there's been a rash of disappearances of albino. I heard on BBC news today, there's been a rash of disappearance of albino people. Be- and because of the lack of pigment in their skin, uh, they are often killed and used as, you know, in the native worn as trinkets because body parts worn as trinkets, because it's seen as good luck because Where is this? in Africa, Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So I mean there's so like that's just you know this privilege and this this hatred goes throughout
0: every culture. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Um, yeah. So and so when we talk about white privilege we're talking about your euro-American centric culture. Yeah.
1: Um and and you'll probably encounter if you're on, involved in any kind of discussion on Facebook or Twitter uh, you'll You'll encounter folks who say, well, I'm anti-anti-racism. Oh, and you can just respond and say, so you're for racism. Yes. Good to know.
0: Yes. If you're anti-anti-racist, that is double negative, which means you're racist. Yep. Um, not only now, improper, but you're a racist. <laughs> yep. Now, what off, What they're
1: probably trying to say is they're against political correctness, but even in their that statement, they're showing their ignorance and their privilege.
0: Yeah. And also, don't, don't, don't insult truly colorblind people by calling yourself colorblind because you're not.
1: Yeah. Uh. I, I actually literally am colorblind.
0: Right, right. So, um,
1: um but it has to do with, uh, blues and purples and, actually, so you ironically, probably,
0: browns. Yeah, ironically, browns. So you're actually having a hard time distinguishing my purple, my purple background right now?
1: Yeah, to me, it looks blue.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so um, yeah, your color blindness is again white privilege. I, I know it, it comes out of a good place, like saying, "Oh, I don't see the color of skin. I treat everybody equally." But but what that really also means is that that you're probably not looking at the disparities of all people. You're seeing everybody you're as having your experience, and that's just not reality.
1: Well, exactly, and and to be able to, you know, as as MLK said in his, in his speech of judging people on the content of their character, you can't do that unless you get to know the people. Right, right. So to say you're colorblind and you base, you're automatically making flash, you know flash judgments of their character without even knowing them, yeah. which you often do because of their
0: color. Right, right. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, like, you have to, let me put it this way. We won't ever be truly colorblind until Kingdom comes like until until Jesus comes back and wipes out sin and oppression and racism and death and evil and those things are no more then we can then we'll be able to claim we're colorblind but we won't claim we're colorblind because that will be irrelevant to our existence in heaven <laughs> like that that won't make any sense in the context of heaven in our world it makes sense because it's a way of saying i'm not racist you know that i treat everybody equally but do you do you still support the laws that keep people oppressed? Do you still stay silent rather than getting into debates on racism?
1: You do, know, you like, still,
0: do you still say, well, if he had just followed what
1: the policeman said, he wouldn't have been shot?
0: Right, 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 right. Um, that's, that's really what it means to be anti-racist. Um, and yes, if you're an anti, anti-racist, that means you're against anti-racism, which means you are indeed racist. Just saying.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, as um, I res- as I responded to somebody on Facebook, uh, racist being racist. <laughs> so.
0: It's like saying I'm anti anti Christian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're Christian. <laughs> is, is that what you're saying? <laughs> so it, it just doesn't work. No. Um, well, I think that's a good place to leave it. Uh, we've we've had a a good discussion. Um, uh, there's never enough we could say. And, and we could never say enough On um, on This this topic a- Anti-racism is Something that we all need to become And if you are feeling um, Frustrated like we are Join us Join us in being anti-racist Join us in taking a stand for what's right And yes, people are going to be angry at you They're going to call you all sorts of things Because it, it, it shakes their world And their comfort zone That's okay Because a lot of good people have done that in the past. And we look, we everybody talks, most people talk well of Martin, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Do we have the courage to be Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, King Jr.? Do we have the courage to be, uh, you know, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer? Do we have the right. courage to be these people that we supposedly admire? Or are right. they just those saintly people that we can't touch and we're just going to stay comfortable over here? If you're anti-racist, we, you're going to join them.
1: Yeah. And we admire them. And the, on the one day of the year, we we post their quotes on Facebook. But then the day after, we we enforce racist stereotypes and yeah. uphold uh, institutional racism.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: yeah. And as Dr. King said, you know, his greatest fear was not the Klan, but moderate white folks who, <laughs> right. who do nothing. Right. Um,
0: Who allow the Klan to do what they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so what we're saying, Todd and I, um, as Methodists uh, who stand up against racism and Presbyterians who affirm that black lives matter and Asian lives matter and native indigenous lives matter, um, what we're saying is that uh, we're all made in the image of God and part of God's kingdom, but we still have to... uh, acknowledge and repent of the fact that as white members of the kingdom, we have oppressed and kept our foreign brothers out of the kingdom. When scripture specifically tells us to, to welcome the foreigner and to, uh, seek the oppressed Mm -hmm. and to care for the poor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In fact, if it's okay, since we are a theological, um, uh, Podcast. I'm going to read scripture. Jesus is. This is Jesus's mission statement. You know, all churches have a mission statement, and um, and usually uh, those include uh, you know beliefs in Jesus Christ and doctrines and this and that and the other thing. Jesus gave a very simple mission statement by quoting scripture, and. Um, I am going to pull that up right now once my computer uh, computer does what it's supposed to do, which is, you know, you know how that goes, Sal. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are. So I'm going to bring up um, – it's Luke chapter 4. Sal already knows where I'm going with this one. Luke chapter 4. And it is this. It's chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. That's Jesus' mission statement. So, (laughs) Anti-anti-racists. What say you? What say you? What say you? Um, We need to be on the side of justice because God is just. We need to be on the side of love because God is love. We need (laughs) to be on the side of mercy because God is merciful. We need to be on the side of hope because God is our source of hope.
1: What does the Lord require of you? To walk humbly with your God, to seek justice, and to act mercifully. Yep. 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 And on that note, uh, this podcast that just came to mind, this podcast will come out during Holy Week as we uh, (laughs) approach uh, approach Easter. So I wanted to share with you what I shared with two of my hospice patients this week. um, That we as Christians... Uh, Live in the hope of the resurrection, but the journey to get there is scary. Mm. Uh, And this applies to death, and this applies to dealing with our own biases and racism. It's scary to confront that stuff, but to get to the hope of resurrection, we need to face those fears. Uh, One of my former pastors, who was an African-American, said to know Jesus is to look death in the face. So uh, as, we, as we finish up Holy Week, look death in the face, admit your privilege, and seek justice.
0: Amen. That's a Amen. good note right there. We'll leave it right there. Good word. Uh, so with Amen. that said, friends, check out our episode notes. As always, we'll have goodies in there. I'm, I, I'll put the book that I recommend, which is uh, The Cross and the Lunching Tree. We'll have resources from both of our denominations put in there. Uh, but as always... As I always say, be excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. Rock on. Rock on.